Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, January 17th. Coming up on the show today, sure, we'll talk about the Tennessee-Kentucky matchup and the SEC basketball schedule. We'll talk about the Nashville Predators losing a couple of games and all of that good stuff. But we begin and focus on the Tennessee Titans playoff matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals coming up on Saturday and how we got down to the final four in the AFC. Make sure you remember the name, the Kingston Group. If you own a home in Nashville, you know that remodeling and renovations and custom builds are just a part of the business and managing your home's equity and what it does for you financially is critically important not just how it makes you happy and how you live in it make sure you talk to the folks at the kingston group they will manage all of this for you with their award-winning trusted process they've been doing business in nashville for over a decade give them a call buildkg.com is the website that's buildkg.com remember the name the kingston group The Tennessee Titans will face the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Divisional Round playoff game at 3.30 p.m. on Saturday afternoon at Nissan Stadium this weekend, and it's something that has never actually happened before. The AFC's top three seeds all won Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, and therefore the North Division champion Bengals will come to Nashville as the lowest-seeded team left in the bracket. Buffalo will travel to Kansas City in the other AFC Divisional Round game. More on the history between the Bengals and Titans in just a second, but how did we get to the Final Four? It wasn't overly pretty, but the Bengals methodically eliminated the Raiders in a 26-19 victory, giving the franchise its first playoff win since 1990. Joe Burrow was super efficient and protected the football. Jamar Chase caught nine passes for over 100 yards, and the defense got just enough stops and just enough 50-50 whistles went their way to advance to the second round. The Bengals do provide an incredibly difficult matchup for the Titans on one side of the ball and a great opportunity on the other. Cincinnati did not have its usual explosiveness against Las Vegas, and the Raiders did get two sacks on Burrow while also holding the Bengals' rushing game to just 83 yards on 3.3 yards per carry. So this looked like a shell of what Cincinnati is capable of doing on offense, and they still managed almost 30 points in a workmanlike playoff win. Burrow was unflappable the entire game, and his weaponry will be a massive challenge for the Titans' defense. We will spend all week discussing Burrow, Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzoma, and, of course, Joe Mixon. The Titans do not want to get into a shootout with anyone, much less an offense, with that sort of firepower. The good news is that the Bengals' defense isn't all that concerning, despite being fifth in the league in stopping the run, at least statistically. Playing from behind most of the game, Derek Carr was forced to throw 54 times for 310 yards, and Las Vegas was in a position to tie the game on the final possession deep in Cincy territory. Even with how the game played out, the Raiders still topped over 100 yards rushing while averaging 7 yards per carry. The issue was they only got 14 carries on the ground in the loss, and Titans fans should be salivating at the chance to give this Bengals defense 30-plus tries to stop a rushing attack that could feature a healthy and rested Derek Henry. Historically, this will be the 77th meeting between the two franchises over the years, but will be just the second ever playoff meeting. The Oilers lost to the Bengals in Cincinnati back in 1991, so this will be the first ever Titans-Bengals playoff meeting in history. These two, have, In fact, these two have only played once over the last four seasons, a 31-20 win by the Bengals last year in Cincinnati. The Titans were never really in the game against a bad team, and it is viewed by many as one of the worst games of the season. I suppose you could argue that that loss has aged well as Burrow was razor sharp in that game 
and the Bengals controlled the ball for 36 minutes time of possession, and that was without Chase or Mixon. Today, they are division champions. For those who are wondering, Derrick Henry rushed 18 times for 112 yards and a touchdown in that loss last season as the Titans also topped 200 yards rushing in the game. Ryan Tannehill has made just five career starts against the Bengals, losing the last three, including the aforementioned start last season. He has not beaten Cincinnati since 2013 as a starting quarterback, for whatever that's worth. He was just 18 of 30 for 233 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and one sack in the loss last season. The Titans open up as a three-point favorite at home on Saturday. Up in frosty six-degree Buffalo, the Bills completely dismantled the New England Patriots, creating multiple emotions along the way. First, watching a Bill Belichick coach team go down 30 points in the third quarter of a playoff game is simply a joy to watch. However, that also means that Buffalo played so well that they were up by 30 on a Patriots defense in the third quarter. Josh Allen did whatever he wanted from the first snap. The Bills put up 47 points, almost 500 yards of offense, and set an NFL record by scoring a touchdown on each of their first seven drives. The only time they didn't score was on the game's final possession in which they took a knee. It was a statement win to the rest of the conference, namely the Titans and the Chiefs, that the Bills are very much legit. And frankly, the Chiefs didn't really look any worse than their breezy 42-21 win over Pittsburgh on Sunday night. They looked incredibly impressive in a second straight blowout win over the Steelers in what was likely Ben Roethlisberger's final football game. There really isn't much to say about this game as KC was a heavy favorite and was never really challenged at any point. In the NFC, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay routed Philadelphia 31-15 and the Niners completely outcoached and out-executed the Dallas Cowboys in a predictable upset to advance to the second round of the NFC playoffs. It was sort of a blowout early, Dallas made it close late, and the 23-17 score probably wasn't as close as the game truly was. San Francisco was the superior football team for the entire game. The 49ers will travel to Green Bay in the Saturday nightcap following the Titans game in what will be a fantastic renewal of NFC rivals. Green Bay is a five-point favorite. The Cardinals and Rams will wrap up the super wild card weekend with the winner, of course, heading to Tampa Bay. Kickoff is on Monday night at 7.15 p.m. in what will be an all-NFC West showdown. The Bucks and whoever wins Monday night's game, of course, will be the matinee on Sunday with a 2 p.m. kickoff time, and the Bills and Chiefs have the honor of the Sunday evening primetime 5.30 p.m. slot for what should be a spectacular football game in Arrowhead. The Kansas City Chiefs are a slight two-and-a-half-point favorite. And after a fairly lackluster first weekend of action in the NFL, I have a feeling the divisional round is going to over-deliver. It was about as perfect as any college basketball offense can possibly play against a Rick Barnes coach defense. The Tennessee Volunteers brought a top-five national college defense into Rupp Arena on Saturday afternoon, and the Wildcats completely shredded it. Kentucky beat Tennessee 107-79 on Saturday to move to 4-1 in conference play, dropping the Vols under 500 in the SEC. Big Blue scored more than 40 points in each half, which is more than what UT has allowed in entire games sometimes this season. Hell, South Carolina just scored 46 points on Tuesday against Tennessee. The Wildcats shot a season-best 68% from the floor, a number that is downright insulting to Barnes' great defense, on a day in which, of course, all of Kentucky honored the passing of coaching legend Joby Hall. It was one of the most efficient and cleanest offensive showings from any Kentucky team I've seen in quite some time. It was the most points against an AP-ranked team by the Wildcats since scoring 107 against Vanderbilt back in 1994. And it showed a maturity that John Calipari teams don't normally exhibit, probably because this might be the most veteran and experienced team of his entire Kentucky career. Imagine that, guys who have played a whole lot of basketball. 
They didn't really even need all that much from National Player of the Year candidate Oscar Shibwe, who finished with just 9 points and 12 rebounds. For Tennessee, Barnes and company knew that the start of SEC play was going to be rough, having to play Alabama, LSU, and Kentucky all on the road in the first five games of conference play. The good news is, is that the schedule is going to lighten up significantly over the course of the next few weeks and that this team is still very, very good. But there are also some questions about the front court and overall athleticism that could be raised in the three losses. The Vols have a big bounce back week ahead of them with a road trip to Nashville to face Vanderbilt on Tuesday night before a revenge match with LSU at home on Saturday. Kentucky looked like the best team in the SEC on Saturday, and it looked like a Final Four team. After a road trip to Texas A&M on Wednesday, all eyes in all of college basketball will be on Big Blue's road trip to Red Hot and number 4 Auburn, who of course has won 13 straight games. Next Saturday will be yet another huge weekend of SEC hoops as we inch closer to March. After winning five straight games in 12 out of 14, the Preds actually lost some hockey games. The Predators were very lackluster in a 4-1 loss to Buffalo last Thursday night at home. That's a Sabres team that came into the game 10 games under 500. They then followed that up with an overtime loss to Boston on the road on Saturday 4-3 that featured the Preds giving up two goals in the first seven minutes of the game to go down 2-0. While they fought back to earn a point, which is good, they never really had a chance to win the game. And against a team as talented and as skilled and explosive as the Bruins, you cannot dig yourself into early multi-goal holes. Very few teams are capable of overcoming that against a team of Boston's caliber, in particular on the road. So Nashville has hit a tiny slump, and it has cost them the lead in the Central Division. As of Sunday morning, the Preds woke up in a tie for first place with surging Colorado at 51 points. Still first place, technically, in the Western Conference, but the Avs have played four fewer games and are still the class of the division. These little downturns are part of a long hockey season. It's no question that these things are going to happen. The key is managing the bad stretches to keep them from becoming prolonged periods of bad hockey. This team has only lost back-to-back games in regulation, collecting no points, that is, twice all season, and both of them took place in the first five games of the regular season. The key will now be how this team responds against division rival St. Louis on the road on Monday night before hosting a pretty hot Vancouver team on Tuesday and then a second divisional rival Winnipeg on Thursday. Puck drop against the Blues is 7 p.m. on Monday evening. After the Memphis Grizzlies won a team record, franchise record, 11 straight games to get to 30 wins on the season on Thursday night, the NBA team from West Tennessee finally lost a basketball game on Friday evening against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I guess they're human after all. They are still one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They are still first place in the Southwest Division and will be back on the floor on Monday, 2.30 p.m. tip-off time against the Chicago Bulls at home for a little MLK Day special. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. They've been in business for over a decade in Nashville because they are excellent at what they do. Period. End of discussion. That's all you should need to know. Just reach out and have a conversation with them. They will help you with whatever it is you need with your home. Whether you use them or not, they will be of benefit to you. Make sure you talk to the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. Playoff week is here for the Tennessee Titans. It should be a great week of action, and we've got a ton of Titans coverage for you, so don't go anywhere. Football and other F-Words podcasts, Music City Audible, Home Run Throwback, the Titans 10, and of course right here on the 440. Please share the product, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on the Twitters, at Braden Gall, and make sure you check out the YouTube page as well. This has been the 440 for Monday, January 17th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.